0: So if you want to be discovered, maybe maybe search is your choice. Maybe you come on other people's podcasts. Maybe you do some public relations work. Maybe you guest write. Maybe you have a YouTube channel, right? Like it doesn't all have to be just your website that's doing that for you. Maybe you do collaborative partnerships and and you know joint venture webinars with people, so that way you're sharing each other's audiences. Maybe you share you know your lead magnet and you do a, a lead magnet swap with existing collaborative partners that you have. Maybe you set up a referral network. Like there are so many ways that you can be found by your ideal client that does not have to be
1: on social media. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and I am selfishly intrigued by today's topic because I I'm I'm gonna be a student here listening and observing, and I've already cyber stalked my guest and I know she's going to be so good. So um no pressure on her. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you about our guest today. Uh, Meg Casebolt is the founder of Love at First Search and host of the Social Slowdown Podcast. What a clever name. Meg loves to help businesses spend less time trying to hack algorithms and instead create SEO content that attracts your ideal audience to your website while helping entrepreneurs cut their dependency on social media for their business visibility. Oh my gosh, you are who I have been praying (laughs) for. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, Meg. I'm so
0: excited to be here, Amber.
1: Girl, can we just like talk about how exhausting social media is, especially when your name is on the business? Oh my gosh, 100%. I think social media is
0: exhausting for any business owner, but for personal brands, it's especially like, oh cool, that's my face. That's my voice. Um, So therefore I have to be there showing up and in the rise of social media being much more video focused and much more kind of off the cuff in the way that we're doing things. It requires a really deep like commitment to showing up regularly and looking really good doing it. And that's more than just like, let me, you know, put a post on LinkedIn and see if anybody responds to it. Like you you have to really
1: prepare and show up. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And it's exhausting. I, I know for me it's like I'm busy doing the things. Like okay, so full disclosure, so Meg gets on the call and I had to send out an urgent email <laughs> because like I'm running two businesses. I'm running businesses. People are giving me money and I'm solving their problems. And so to then like take a selfie of me doing that is like, it just seems so (laughs) irrelevant to me. And with everything being digital, it's not like I'm like, let's take a tour of the office and go talk to our marketing department. Like she lives in another country. You know what I mean? (laughs) Look,
0: it's the same painting that was there last week. It's still there because, you know, like sometimes people will say like, oh, what are you going to do for like your brand photo shoot? I'm like, I don't know. I usually just sit at a desk and type. Yeah. I can be on Zoom. Like there's not really a lot to do here. I don't have props.
1: I'm know? at another coffee shop drinking another latte with another heart shape. Mm-hmm. Like that's what cappuccino, whatever. So I mean I do drink a lot of lattes at coffee. So <laughs> that's not what it- It's not uncommon, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, But then, but then like, I'm always jealous of like restaurants or like interior designers or people that can show like beautiful things or like home builders, Mm -hmm. even construction companies like Rosso Constructors is a client of mine. And like, they have the sexiest Instagram page on the planet but it's like their equipment and their guys like working hard. And there's like a story to get like for me, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm working next to my dog again. So um, <laughs>
0: my last job before I went freelance, I was the marketing director of an architecture firm. And it was like these huge million dollar lake houses. And so all the time I was and like our firm had been designed by the, you know, by the architect. And so I was sitting in a beautiful space, looking at beautiful pictures. I had a great view of Saratoga Springs, New York. And then I left and I started my own business. And I was like, cool, this is my guest. Room. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we have listening right now, we have people on both spectrums. Cause I mean, I work in the hotel industry and I work in the um, vacation rental industry. So talk about like just amazing yes. photos and then design construction, real estate. So again, amazing. But then I have coaches and consultants and lawyers and accountants and like people that just don't have a hundred pictures to post every time. So I guess my first question, backing things all the way up. (laughs) Why did you decide to, because you have a different slant on this. Like I've never heard somebody really talk about having like cornerstone pages and then having, you know, SEO driven social media and really having a different perspective on pushing content. So can you just take a big step back and tell us, okay, I started my business and I decided to do it this way because... I started my business and I did it the way that everyone else did
0: it for the first three years, which is, you know, create, create content on social media, expecting that to help me get clients and then take what I wrote on social and like maybe put it in a blog post. Um, So that way I could reference it later when I was looking for something to put on social media. I was a web designer. I didn't know SEO very well at that point. So it was all sort of just like looking around the cafeteria and going, what are the cool kids doing? (laughs) I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because that's a, what a lot of digital marketing is, is looking around the water cooler that we're already standing around, which is often Instagram, maybe LinkedIn, sometimes Facebook groups, depending on where you are and going, what's working here? Instead of looking at the entire internet and talking to people who aren't in the water coolers and going, what's working for them? Why don't they have to do those things? Why don't they have to show up and do the rah-rah cheerleading peps, you know, pep rally? Um, so i did that kind of the the typical way for the first 3 years um you know i was launching challenges and doing facebook groups and being the expert in all the places on web design um and then i accidentally yeah. took the summer off in that i ran so hard promoting a launch in may of uh 20 20- 2019 i'm going to say um that i burned completely out i was like i cannot think of one more damn thing to say on instagram i have i'm out of ideas I, the tank is empty yeah. i'm done um and so like, oh, but just
1: repurpose your content. Not everybody sees it. It's like a parade, uh-huh. and they only see the spot. And it's like I've said this night. I'm in business for ten years. I've said this, yeah, and nine thousand times. I had,
0: probably had it running in some sort of you know looping system, mm-hmm. um. But I didn't create anything new. I didn't even log in for a month. I was just like, I need a detox. I, it was completely unintentional. It was just like, well, I, I promoted the program. Now I'm going to go run the program, and then suddenly that was May, and I looked up and it was July, and I was like, huh, that's cool. Nothing else in my business has changed. Same. My leads have not, you know, my money has not gone down. My cash flow has not been impacted. My leads are still coming in through my website. People are still tagging me and I'm responding to them and I'm getting the email word of mouth with ne- networking things. Nothing changed except my stress level.
1: And maybe that's where I've gotten, Meg, is like <laughs> we do social media. And as a branding person, I should probably show that I know how and I do. But At the end of the day, what is right for another business and what is right for my business are two different things. And like you, I have more than I can say grace over. Mm -hmm. So getting on a hamster wheel of social media to nowhere land does not sound like a wise use of my time. So what is a wise use of our time as businesses as it relates to social media? Right.
0: And I think part of that is just recognition of what exactly, why are, why are we in all these places? What do we need these tools and these platforms to do for us? Mm -hmm. I think that often when we start our businesses, just like I did where I was like, oh, you know, what are the cool kids doing? Um, we expect social media to be the place where we are discovered, where we are connecting and where we are converting. We expect it to do all of those things for us. Um, But especially, you know, in the past five years or so going into video content, looking at what goes viral, you're not getting discovered by new people unless you go viral and then you're getting discovered by potentially the wrong people. people. Um, And if you want to turn your, you know, social media followers into sales, you need to make sure that you're talking to the right people, first of all, which may or may not be the people who are following you. And even then, you're probably not going to do it through posting. You're probably going to do it through DMs. So that's a whole nother commitment on a platform that people are using for entertainment value, not necessarily for and their business. And I can businesses.
1: tell you right now, you slide in my DM, you try to sell me something, I'm like, block. Shh. Like I'm nope. not, on, I'm on here to decompress tonight. Like I've, I've got a bowl of popcorn and some Kardashians and I'm not trying to hear your pitch.
0: Like, Dude, the fastest way to piss me off is to send me an unsolicited voice memo in my DMs. Thank you. I don't know who you are. I don't want to, like, I have small children running around. I don't have time to sit and listen to somebody try to explain themselves to me. I, I don't know. Uh, as soon as I hit the play button, I have a five-year-old climbing in my lap being like, "Ooh, let's send a message back. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have mechanisms in place for you to reach out to me. And I will hold that boundary hard yeah. to be like, you go through my
1: website. You send me an email. That is the way the professionals communicate. Yeah. Thank you. We're grown ups now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm on Instagram because my adult children's friends have been on Instagram for all of their, you know, preteen and teen years. And so I'm still on there staying in touch with these babies. But they're not babies, they're grown people now. <laughs> they're my babies. <laughs> and so like I don't need you up in that. And even like LinkedIn. So I mean, like, I love, love, love LinkedIn. That's where business people go and that's where I can have the type I, of I love LinkedIn too, but the amount of DMs that I get from oh my people God. who are like, Are do you know what SEO is? And I'm like, Did you even read my title? Yeah. They're like, have you ever thought about packaging your content? I'm like, one quick scroll. It'd take one quick scroll to understand Mm -hmm. that I have courses, that I'm ranked, that I have awards, that like I know what I'm doing. I wrote a book. Like, I mean, one quick scroll. And that's not coming from any place of arrogance. It's just people are so out of touch with who is my target audience? Well, your target audience is probably not somebody who's already proved success in the area that you're trying Mm -hmm. to offer to help them start. Mm-hmm. Let's just go there. Okay. So now that we're off our soapboxes.
0: <laughs> no, to, no, no. We're not off our soapboxes. They're, they're handy.
1: <laughs> so we can climb right back up. But talk to me about like, so I think we all know SEO at this point, hopefully, search engine optimization. We think of it for like blogging and for the content on our web pages our sales pages, our homepage or about page, making sure that all the little bot crawlers understand that we're using all the words that might be searched for. But how do you do that strategically without sounding like a bot in your social media? Well, I think first and foremost I want to clarify that like we we think that we do it really well on our website if we
0: get the green light from Yoast, but like that doesn't actually mean Wait, can I swear on this podcast? Yeah. Okay, that doesn't mean shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yoast is a checklist. It is not a strategy. So it's still important to have that, you know, that list on the sidebar that says, like, hey, did you remember to like write an SEO title for this? Did you think about the fact that people would be reading this and might be curious about something in particular? Like, that's still valuable feedback. But if you choose the wrong keyword, then you're optimizing for something that will bring in the wrong people to your website. Or if you, you know, you, you know, it'll tell you, you've used this keyword before. And it's like, yeah, because I say the same thing a lot. That's sort of the point here, right? (laughs) Or uh, you've used this keyword and you need to use it in these 20 different places. Well, then if you do that, then you do, uh, to your point, sound like you're just repeating yourself. That's not how people talk. People talk by replacing words in different locations. They talk by using synonyms to mean the same thing. And the way that people search is not, you know, across the board the same either. So instead of focusing, focusing on let me shove this exact five word phrase into these 10 different places so that way I get this little green light from a tool that doesn't actually read what I'm writing instead you write for the intent of the person who might be searching for that concept you write to solve a problem yeah you write to answer a question And if you can answer the question of your ideal client, then you can show up in those search results and feel like a mind reader because you're like, oh, you had that question, but I already know that you had that question. So here's the answer for you. And you don't need every page of your website to do that. You need like maybe 20% of the pages on your website to be discoverable. And then it's up to your website then to to get people to the
1: answer. And guide them through your site map right. and how things are linked yeah
0: you you need to, you only need to be discovered once yeah i read a lot of romance novels and it's always like you don't need to have 10 meat cutes you need to have one and then you develop the relationship from there right you don't need them to find you for every single page. Just find like a couple really good on-ramps into what it is that you do, who you do it for, how you serve them, and then make sure that those show up well in search results. And if you have thought leadership content, if you have a podcast they can binge, if you have some sort of mechanism for conversion, then get them onto your email list. And then you can show up in a more intimate way in their inbox versus always trying to be found by more, 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 more people who may or may not be the right people for, for your
1: offer, yeah, one thousand percent. I have so many feelings on this number. Oh, I know. That's why. I, that's why I love you. That's why I Push like, the go. button. Pick, pick the next button. Okay. Okay. All right. So, what is the shelf life of SEO versus social media content?
0: Okay. The last time I looked this up, it was seventeen minutes on Twitter, eight hours on Facebook, fourteen hours on Instagram, twenty-four hours on LinkedIn, and then. Pinterest is about four months. YouTube is about two months. And a blog post shelf life is, um, you know, if you optimize it, it's longer. But a blog post without any updates can go one to two years. Wow. So A really like, well-written blog post, not just like, hmm, look at the avocado toast I ate this morning, right? Like in the same way that we need our social media content to be something that people connect with, we still need our, I would rather people do one really great blog post than 10 mediocre
1: blog posts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like what, solve a problem. Yeah. Have somebody go, I'm so glad I stumbled upon this. This is actually going to help. Yeah. And think
0: about like answering a question in its entirety, not yeah. just what can you do in a 15 second dance clip also
1: something I won't do. Like, don't get (laughs) me wrong. I dance around my kitchen in my house all the time. We got some nineties hip hop going strong, raging Mm -hmm. in my house. But like, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything for my brand. That doesn't, that doesn't build trust with my customer. Like once they get to know me, they're like, Oh, Amber's crazy. She's fun. But like, that doesn't help. Draw business in for me. And I know that every everybody's different. Every business so, is different,
0: but nobody yeah. needs to know that my five year old knows like a lot of Rage Against the Machine. That right. does not help my brand. It just makes me look like maybe a questionable parent.
1: Right. <laughs> no, it's not at all questionable. In fact, I think I want to hang out with your five year old because we share great music taste. So. Mm-hmm. So then, okay. So let's go from, all right. So now we know we're exhausted by social media. We know that truly blog posts or show notes or whatever will be the thing that drives people to your website. Okay. So now how do we turn that website into a sales machine? Like-
0: This is all tapping into your customer awareness, your customer journey, right? You need to understand what is the problem that my offer solves? What is the reason that this person is seeking a solution right now? What are the questions that they have that I can overcome by guiding them through a process you know this is your your client is dorothy in a tornado and they're landing in oz and you get to be you know glinda the good witch pointing her down the yellow brick road or you get to maybe you're not glinda maybe you're not there right at the very beginning maybe maybe I'm you're alpha, the scare- alpha, alpha,
1: Elf- your Alphaba, Alphaba, because and here's why Okay. Okay. She's really not bad. She just shoots people straight and they don't like it.
0: (laughs) It's true. Something has changed within me. Something is not the same. Um, And Here's your line. I'm through with playing by the rules of someone else's game. I'm not a soprano. I can't hit that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I who's listening to that. We should have started like at least five keys lower. Um, (laughs) But you know, making sure that you are hitting people, not hitting people, you don't want to hit your clients, making sure that you are appearing when people need you in their lives. And then you walk with them to where they need to go. This isn't capturing them. You're not kidnapping them. That like lead capture terminology always oh, bothers I I me it. a little bit. Like they're not just a lead, they're a human that yes. is searching for something that you can walk with them to help show them how you can help them with that problem. This is human connection. This is yeah. empathy. This isn't just shove someone else into a funnel and hope that
1: they come out with money in their hand. And this bombshells, this is why this podcast exists, because there is so much of that like online marketing bro mentality. It's like, (gasps) get your avatar and then give an ethical bribe and then like capture them as a lead. And it's like, we're not going to war. Like this is a human (laughs) being and they have- When we talk about
0: targets, then we are, you know, like (laughs) there's some very dangerous and violent terminology in our marketplace that is- concerning when you think about it i'm not i'm not the cia i don't have targets we are not capturing and targeting leads okay (laughs) like these are humans who we can help
1: yeah 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 so okay so we invite a human to our website through (laughs) our social media content now are we are we optimizing our social content with seo as well nah no it's just so here's a good example it goes so fast why bother? you know,
0: search, search. Yeah. Maybe LinkedIn, but like so many of our social platforms are behind you know, you have to be signed up for the service to see it. So there can be LinkedIn, if you're doing LinkedIn posts, maybe, because sometimes those will outperform a blog post because LinkedIn has better domain authority. And I can totally nerd out on this if you want. But like just an Instagram post, maybe people are searching for it. But by the time they search for it, it the six hours or whatever has probably passed in the algorithm. And they're not going to see it anyway. So Sure, you can still create content to help people engage with you, to help you build a relationship with them. You can put that on social media. But if you want them to find you, really, social media is not a discovery tool. It's a connection tool. Yeah. So if you want to be discovered, maybe maybe search is your choice. Maybe you come on other people's podcasts. Maybe you do some public relations work. Maybe you guest write. Maybe you have a YouTube channel, right? Like it doesn't all have to be just your website that's doing that for you. Maybe you do collaborative partnerships and and you know joint venture webinars with people, so that way you're sharing each other's audiences. Maybe you share you know your lead magnet and you do a, a lead magnet swap with existing collaborative partners that you have maybe you set up a referral network like there are so many ways that you can be found by your ideal client that does not have to be on social media because who goes on social media and they're like "Mm, you know who i need
1: is like a really good business coach right now nobody goes to social media for that they don't don't search No, you might follow a thought leader and then that thought leader tells you, I've got this opportunity, but you've been following them intentionally. It's not like, let me find a, you know, whatever, a business coach and then you pick from what you find on like that's right. just probably you heard
0: make. someone on a podcast and then you went and followed them on social to give yourself the time to get to know them before you buy from them mm-hmm. that's often the case is like who is introducing you maybe you follow somebody who introduces you to someone else on social maybe they tag someone and you're like oh that person
1: seems interesting
0: that but then again that's not social media discovery that's relationship building
1: yeah yeah so i'm i'm really digging how you're approaching this because like <laughs> when i think of a website. I'm like, I have set the table and I know that my guest likes Maker's Mark over Jim Beam. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to have that available when that person comes to my home and I open the door and I say, welcome. So happy to have you. We're still working on dinner. Would you like a Maker's Mark? And then pour them their drink and let them get comfortable. And then I'm going to lead them to the next thing. Like, oh, we have some appetizers and it's dinner time now. I understand you have this allergy and, and this is your favorite food. So this mm-hmm. is what we've prepared mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing your guest and setting the table for them. And that is, I think, the most important part for for me as a branding professional, for somebody to come and land on your website and feel seen and understood. And not feel like you're just forcing them through a Las Vegas buffet. Right. (laughs) There's
0: (laughs) absolutely a time and a place for a Las Vegas buffet. Yeah. Your house is not one
1: of them. Right. Agreed. So good. Okay. So how do we get out of this constant social posting to nowhere? What's, what is what is an actual plan that we could put in place to help us be more strategic about how we're spending our marketing time?
0: Well, I think the first step in all of it is, well, I'm going to go one of two directions here. The first step is you figure out what's actually working in your business. Okay. Go take a look. Maybe just reach out to the last five clients or leads who reached out to you and be like, hey, how'd you find me, right? If none of them found you on social media, if they all came through a really good referral partnership or they heard you on a podcast, like that is that is information, that is data that you can use. If they found you through search, because a lot of people will come to me and be like, oh man, people come to me and they're like, oh, I found you on Google, but I forgot what I searched, right? Like, yeah. You can track down that information through a tool called Google Search Console. So maybe you want to take a bit of time and dig into what's actually working on your website yeah. if people are finding you that way or what isn't working on your website. What are the things they're finding you for and leaving because it's not right, right? Like go figure out the landscape of what you're already doing in your marketing, what you can measure, what you can achieve, what's already working, what what are the opportunities. And what
1: if you've been all over the place and you've just really sucked at it and now you want to get serious about it? Where do you begin? Well, that's a really good question of, I, I would say, three contributing factors.
0: One, what do you like doing? Two, what works for you? Three, what do your clients want? Yeah. Maybe I think more and more, you know, maybe I'm hearing this louder than anybody else because I have literally an entire podcast dedicated to this topic. I'm writing a book about this topic, right? Like, (laughs) but a lot of people are like, I don't want to be on social media anymore. Your clients may or may not feel that way. Yeah. But if they don't want to be on social media, then you don't have to be on social media for them. If they're leaving in droves, you don't have to try to pull them back. You follow and go where they go, which doesn't necessarily mean you have to set up on whatever the next social media platform is. Sometimes that means creating your own community. Sometimes that means you know, making really great content on your website, building out a podcast, finding ways to show up in a media format that they desire from you. Mm -hmm. You work with a lot of really busy people, so podcasting is probably the preferred form because they can listen to it in the car or on a walk or while they're washing dishes, right? Like know your audience and know what they want from you. Not just the content, but like the media format, the types of ways that they are trying to consume information.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that is, and of course, there's a lot of. Um, I, I always say I like to build and break things because I'm not afraid of failure. I'm just like failure is telling us what isn't working, so then we just scratch that off the list and move forward. But in building and breaking things for the past decade plus, it's like I know my people are on LinkedIn. They are not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we we definitely because our guests audiences are often on Instagram we post it on there we tag them we do the story so it's easy for them to share but like, honestly, that's not like we work a lot in the M&A space, um, mergers and acquisitions. I like private equity. People are not kicking it on Facebook I no. can that right now. No way. So um, <laughs> nor and are if they them.
0: are, it's like just cat
1: videos and like their what nieces
0: first communion pictures.
1: That's yeah. it. Like I'm on there because I've got two, um two direct messages. One is my entire family. And then the other one's my siblings only. And I get on there to talk to them and every once in a while, like I'll see somebody's you know, cat picture or whatever, but right. So, okay. So i just want to kind of like, okay. And then let's, let's go into like the other side of this, which is if your people are on social
0: media, or if you don't want to leave social media, you don't have to, but this is the point where you make conscious, intentional choices about how you want to show up and how you want to communicate on that platform. And when, And how? So, making those decisions in advance, setting those boundaries. I'm going to only check my social media twice a day at 10 and 3. I'm going to post three times a week and I'm going to spend half an hour a day reaching out to people and engaging with them. Um, I'm going to repurpose this amount, right? Like going into it with a plan versus, well, I'm kind of bored right now. Let me just open my phone and doom scroll until I'm tired right? Because I think a lot of us default to that setting versus, uh, you know, if I'm going to be posting, I'm going to post on Mondays and have it, you know, feed out over a couple of days, or I will only check from my phone during these hours. And then I turn off notifications on my phone. I turn it into whatever the focus mode is for that, right? Like, what are the ways that you can Compartmentalize your social media so you don't feel like you're getting the FOMO, so you don't feel like you're gonna miss a DM, but you're also educating and helping people know what your expectations are from them because if you have people sliding into your dms and then they're messaging you and you feel like you have to get back to them right away and then they become your client they're going to expect that same kind of communication style when they yeah. become your client except now they're giving you money so they think that they can expect even more access yeah. to you for you know and you don't need um, very few of us are doing brain surgery here
1: all right? right like that's what i tell my I'm like we're win. not saving babies this is, I mean, this is important. The work we do is very important, but we're is. not, this is not, but it's not always Navy. urgent. Right. It
0: can be important without being urgent. I have a client who is now an interior home stager, but she actually was in the Army Reserves and she had bombs being dropped on her. And she's like, I got home and I was like, wait a minute, no bombs are being dropped. Nobody's going to die. There are no weapons of mass destruction if I don't respond to the staging inquiry in 24 hours. Right. Like sometimes we have to give ourselves that context of like, If the client is reaching out to four or five different people and the one that responds fastest just immediately gets the money, then like they're probably not your right client anyway.
1: Yeah. So if you're planning content, whether it's YouTube videos or blog posts or podcasts or whatever it is that you're doing, how do you put together an SEO strategy to ensure that your content strategy is backed by the SEO so that you're not putting stuff out into the world? And I know that. Like if you have an audience, like I have an audience, I have people who listen. So it's like, no matter if I am super smart with the SEO or not, people are listening. Right. But it could be better, right? So we could always expand and we've always bring in new people and you you want that. And if you're a podcaster, you want that in Apple as well. There's an SEO factor there. Mm-hmm. But like, what's your recommended process of saying like, okay, if I know my customer and I and I want to approach this customer with empathy and help them solve their problems in a meaningful way. How do you chart that out? Like brainstorm, pick titles, that kind of thing.
0: For me, it always starts with what is the offer, mm.
1: and what are the problems that the offer all, uh, that the offer solves,
0: Good. and then reverse engineer what are the things that people need to know in order to make a decision about whether or not this is right for them. Um, You know, I think about the customer awareness spectrum where you have people who are completely unaware that there's a problem at all. There are people who are aware that there is a problem but don't know what the solution is. There are people who know that there's a solution and they're starting to search for what that could be. And then they get to know you as a brand. So you can sort of reverse engineer that process and go, okay, if people know, you know, in my case, people know that they want to do search engine optimization as one of their marketing strategies. But then they need to know me, right? Then they have to come and discover me. So I can maybe write a blog post that's like, here's here's SEO for photographers and really get into that market. Or here's SEO for authors or for podcasters. Knowing those specific people and what their questions are and then, you know, maybe reverse engineering that even farther and saying, okay, if I'm talking to podcasters, let me talk about optimizing your show notes. Let me talk about the Apple podcast algorithm. Let me talk about transcripts and accessibility for podcasters. Let me talk about how to write a title of an SEO or of a, a podcast episode, right? Knowing those specific problems and how to write a podcast title and how to do keyword research for a podcast title is not going to be relevant to people who aren't podcasters. That's okay. I don't need everybody to find every single page of my website. I need podcasters to land on that one page to learn, to trust me, to dig into the depth of content that I have around the topic of podcast SEO and go, Oh, maybe I should hire Meg and she can help me come up with this. Like, here's the the titles of the next five podcasts. And here's how I can optimize my show notes better. Right. Like really knowing, like you said, what is, what needs to be on the table? What are the the things that people appreciate, what are the questions that they have? And then figuring out how to go deep instead of trying to go wide. Search works works really well if you're specific. If you're trying to be general, if you're trying to be found for like hotel, mm, mm. we're never gonna, we're never gonna outrank Hilton and Marriott. But if you mm. can go, I'm a business coach for Airbnb and vacation rentals and here's what you need to include in your photos and here's how you hire a photographer for that and here's how you optimize your listings and here you know here's how you get reviews if you can go into that level of detail then people will find maybe one of those problems realize that you're the solution understand who you are and hire you so we we just need to be really super clear about like what is the offer how does it solve problems what questions do people have that i can answer for them yeah
1: love it love 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 it okay well we are at time, and I feel like I want to kidnap you for the rest of the day. No, no capturing attention. people. Yeah, no more kidnapping. Right. <laughs> You're not the CIA. Got it. Okay. so Happy to right. come back for a, a, episode two. Yeah, you I like? think that would be brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like right here, we should do like a hashtag boom or another bro thing to like just <laughs> carry on top. But before we get into all the different ways that I know the bombshell listening right now is going to want to go cyber stalk you online. Um, what parting piece of advice, it could be about SEO, it could be about social media, it could be about websites, it could be about life. What parting piece of advice would you offer a bombshell, a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business?
0: I'm going to just repeat back what you said earlier. You said this really fast and I was like, oh my God, I need to write that down. Um, which is uh, figuring out what is right for my business not just what is right, what everyone else is doing. And then you also said figuring out what is a wise use of your time, yeah. right? We all have limited time available to us and we have to figure out what works for us, not just what is popular and what is our definition of success in our metrics and what we're tracking and following what works instead of following what everyone else is doing. Yeah,
1: and it sounds like that's exactly what you did when you hit your stride. hmm yeah. Love it. Okay. So well, let me get back over to my notes here. Um, mm-hmm. we can find you at love at first mm-hmm. and you are on Instagram. Love at first search. Barely, so, but yeah, I'm there. Bear.
0: Don't DM me. Do not send me a cold uh, audio file
1: for sure. Okay. <laughs> and then your podcast is social Slowdown. And can they just find that in a, whatever their, their favorite listening app is? Yep. Okay. And obviously we're going to have all of this in the show notes, but tell us a little bit about your upcoming book too, because we're going to release this episode prior to your launch. And you know, I'm from author to author. I'm all about wanting to make sure that that's supported. It's book launching
0: is a totally different beast than everything else. So what we did is we took our top 20 sort of episodes of the podcast that fit into this theme of everything we talked about here around deciding whether to be on social media, how to set your boundaries, how to figure out if this is working for you, what you can do instead. We sort of took all of those ideas, boiled them down into a short, probably it'll be, end up being about a hundred page book, um, called social slowdown. So I think a lot of times we will create and create and create these assets for our business. And then they just sit on social media or they sit in our websites and they gather dust. Um, and I feel really strongly that if we can package it up and make it much easier for people to consume, then you know a book format's a really great way to do that for a very affordable price. So we are releasing that book in July of twenty twenty three It's called Social Slowdown. We'll make sure to send a link to you
1: to put in the show notes of the book. so wait, okay, all right. well, this is very exciting i am I love how you approached this. I think that was the big thing that when I got your, um, you know, Amy picks all the guests and then she puts everything into like a really easy for me to look at everything and figure out who this person is and where to find more information so I could be prepared. And I was like, you're literally the first SEO person that I've ever like not felt overwhelmed by Mm -hmm. because the way that you approach it is sensible. It is the way of human behavior. It is the way that we do business together. And it's not like all technical and like, you know, talking about Yoast. And I mean, not that that doesn't come into play, but that's a tool. It's not the point. Like you get not to the, the point. point. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you.
0: you can have the most technically perfect website.
1: And if nobody gives a shit about what you're saying, then who cares? That's right. And I think you and I are very much <laughs> on the same page. That's how I do branding. Like, exactly. Okay, that's what they're doing over there. That might look shiny and sexy, but that's not what your people want. So let's not spin our wheels. So totally yeah oh man where do you live again rochester new york oh my cousin owns a tattoo shop shop there oh, no yeah save your tattoos yeah oh. that's uh, christine erickson gotta give a shout, shout out, out to christine to my, my cuz so next time i'm uh or when i get up there i'll have to look you up too because i feel yeah, like totally we, to share we can bourbon. sit in a coffee shop and we can drink our lattes there are lots We can take pictures of each other for social media content that we don't want to make. So (laughs) (laughs) we'll send it up to our newsletter because email is the new social. That's right. That's right. Well, you know what? I'm still sending emails. So still sending emails. People are still opening. I'm still convert better. Just saying. Yep. 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 I would rather do that on my time Mm -hmm. where I know that my inbox is for these things that I've asked you to come into my inbox and for you to show up in my DMs on social media when I am trying to watch dog videos with robotic voiceovers. Okay. That's what that time's for. So this is our priority here. It is (laughs) clearly at the end of a hard day. So you've been a delight. Um, I know you, you are, you're probably, you are going to come back if you've committed to that. I'm committing to that. We'll do another version. And, um, thank you so much for your time and bombshell. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did, please. The other way that you get eyeballs on things is by ratings and reviews. It's by sharing it. That's how we grow our podcast. We don't do it. We make zero money off of this. This is my complete give back to the women in business community. And so in, in light of that, that's why I ask you to help us extend that reach so we can help more women because we don't historically get the same tools and resources that the guys get and Mm -hmm. we don't you know we we need each other we need to help each other grow and we need to point each other in the right direction of real tangible solutions that are actionable and aren't just the hype that we see um, and so if you love somebody who is a bombshell or an aspiring bombshell, and you know that they have a business, if they have a business, they need to know about SEO. So share this episode, um, give Mega a shout out in the reviews if you enjoyed it, and that will help us reach more people. I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.